This is Shane Gibson's Closing Bigger sales podcast from ClosingBigger.net. I've got Steve Jagger here from UberTour, which is a company that hosts over 5,000 real estate websites. And actually, they provide a total back-end marketing system for realtors. In addition to this, he's got a company called Reached.com, R-E-A-C-H-D.com. And that's an internet marketing training company that they developed to supplement their UberTour business. So what I want to do is introduce Steve here a bit, and thanks a lot, Steve, for coming, by the way. No problem. Thanks for having me. And ask you a few questions. I guess one of them is tell us a little bit about your business, Ubertor, you know, how you started it, uh, how it's developed, uh, and what's unique about what you guys do. Okay, sure, yeah. It's a, Ubertor is a residential real estate software program that allows residential realtors to build and maintain their own websites. So... It, uh, you can set up a site on the on the website on our website. You can set up your own website. It takes about ninety seconds to get it up and running, so that you can start literally adding your listings. There's a blog built into it, adding your content, biography, video. It's built. Uh, the whole system's built following Google's Webmaster guidelines, which is you know, sort of a, a bunch of rules that Google puts out there about about how websites should be made, and uh, we follow all those guidelines so that the realtors don't have to worry about it. And uh, the idea is to get them up, running, and using a site quickly um, with an easy, functional website, you know, with the, the tools they need to promote their properties. Excellent. Now, as we look at this, you know, I know we're talking specifically about the real estate industry, but there are big deal closers in the real estate industry, and there are average sales guys in the real estate industry as well, just like any other industry. And I guess before we get into technology a little bit, maybe just as an overreaching question is, of course, because this blog and podcast is called Closing Bigger, and I like to focus on sort of above average sales practices. What are some of the things that you've seen? I mean, you've obviously dealt with literally, you know, over a thousand different realtors you've met face to face and talked to them about their business. Mm -hmm. And you've also met a lot of people in the market who deal with realtors. So in this particular niche in the sales profession, what have you found some of the characteristics of top producers that separates them from average salespeople? Well, I think the the big realtors are the ones that are really successful, have a very big focus on customer service and they just it's the little things that they do um, and how you know how they have their open houses that they're willing to stage a house if they need to or they feel the need to um, how they do their listing appointments the fact that they're never late for listing appointments um, sort of the, the back-end systems that they have to make it easier for the home buyer or the home seller know what's going on in the process of buying that house um, the realtors I've dealt with in my, in my personal world of buying and selling my property is, you know, the, what I like about them is they answer all, all the questions that I've had, the concerns that I've had, um, and just sort of make you feel at ease about, you know, what you're getting into. When I bought my first property, it's a pretty nerve-wracking thing. It's a big purchase. And uh, the good realtors have sort of all the questions answered, and uh, it's, a, it's a great, you know, it's a great way to be if you can, if you can do that. Now, you were telling me a bit about, before we started the interview here, we had a discussion in regards to niche marketing. Realtors versus being generalists, they start to brand themselves as specialists to differentiate from all the noise in the marketplace. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, I talked, you know, we talk about getting, each day getting 12 flyers in the mail and 12 notepads and, and driving by 12 different billboards and bus stop signs. And, and as we look at these things, that for me is a lot of noise. So if you're, if you're a realtor number 13 entering that market and you're going to do the same thing, I don't think it's going to really work for you. That's my opinion anyway. Just like it's any true. other sales is, you know, if you're sounding a lot like the other guys, you're just noise. 
And so if we look at that, what are some of the things that you've seen have worked for this type of sales professional to differentiate themselves from other people in the market? Yeah, well, there's, you know, one example I can think of is when I, when I was first trying to buy my very first property, I've got it as an investment property, and the realtor I was talking to was writing a lot of information on his website. It was sort of pre, you know, the blogging world. And he was writing all about his his investments. He owns, you know, 15, 16 properties himself. So he was putting all of his expertise and knowledge and problems he's faced and all that kind of stuff onto the web so that I could, I, I was literally reading it all the time because I knew I wanted to get into being an investor in, in the real estate business. And um, I, I was, you know, concerned about what happens when the renter goes bad or what happens when the, the stove explodes or what happens when, you know, there's a flood or what, ha you know, what happens, what happens, what happens, all these concerns that you have. And he was just sort of writing about his experiences with his different places and the tax problem he had with one and the you know, poor renter and he, you know talking about the positive stuff as well. But it it sort of made me feel at ease and it made me notice him for for its you know for starters and it made me feel at ease about sort of using that guy because I I got the feeling he's he's doing it. He's not just talking about being an investor and how you do it. He's actually doing it. Um, so that was a, a great way for it. It still works for him as a great way to be a unique realtor, and he is targeting investor buyers. Um, another example is realtors that build multiple websites. So you can have a, a multiple website, or sorry, you can have a whole bunch of different little websites that are focused on very specific targets. So there's, there's a realtor here in Vancouver that's got a, a website that's specifically for penthouses, and he's also got another website that's specifically for townhouses, and another one that's specifically for one specific building and he's you know he's got about eight of these things but the idea is that if you're interested in penthouses you don't see his other stuff because you're not looking for it he looks like the penthouse guy because that's all you're looking at because you're on his penthouse site so he's sort of very focused on very specific things um, and it's it's a great way to be different and to be seen as the sort of the champion of the penthouse market or the champion of a specific building or a you know a type of property or you know whatever it is. Fantastic. What we're really talking about here is is customization, and that's huge. Is versus coming to the market as a generalist is customizing your message for each of your niches. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the Ubitor software. It could be software for restaurants, lawyers, doctors, plumbers. It's not. We chose a very specific market that's a small niche to, to sort of hammer and make ourselves different than the, the generics. There's, there's got to be, just in this city alone, eight well-known generic contact, content management systems out there with blogging software in them. You're right. Yeah. And most of them you know, have a few hundred clients. And you guys, I mean, I don't doubt in the next year or two, you'll hit 10,000. Um, that's sort of a prediction, I guess. But And as we look at this, uh, the big difference was you versus going to be all things to all people, you made a decision. And I think it's a really interesting message for entrepreneurs and salespeople out there. Uh, one of the challenges sometimes I find is, is the willingness to say no to a client who isn't a perfect fit, to make room in our life for clients that, uh, well, you know, could pay the bills today but hurt our business in the long term. As you were growing your business from, you know, a few websites working out in the basement of your mother's house, I guess, years yeah. ago, uh, right up to, you know, Yale Town office and, and now, now into a virtual office, which is, I think, a really interesting move, were there points in your business where you really had to look at things hard and even though in the short term it was difficult, you did say no to opportunities that weren't congruent with your goal? 
Oh, definitely. Actually, and we learned the lesson the hard way first. We used to do custom web design for real estate professionals. And we would take a $10,000 website design, something we were good at doing, but it wasn't our main business. But we liked the idea of 10 grand, is it pays some bills. Um, but after a few of those, but, and you sort of do the math on it backwards, it might have cost us 9500 bucks to put the site together. So, you know, we'd be better off not doing any of it. Uh, and saving ourselves the stress of the, the custom work and the back and forth and the meetings and the phone calls. And so one day, yeah, we said, you know what, no more. We will not do any more custom work. We unlocked all of the software so that any web designer can do the customization. And we say no to that business now completely. So sure, it might affect top line revenue numbers, but it, it also affects, I think, our profitability. We're much more profitable by not doing it keeps us very focused on, on what we're good at, which is maintaining and, and building the software and, and making it better and, and following trends that we think are important for real estate professionals. Fantastic. So I guess this kind of question, obviously it's focused on real estate because that's your market, but I'd like to kind of broaden it as well and look at salespeople overall. I'm a big believer, and this is kind of one of the reasons why we're talking today is we kind of share a lot of the same thoughts, but I'm a big believer in utilizing the internet and every technological tool possible in the sales process. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been huge for me in my own business. But let's put ourselves in sort of the, in sort of the, the perspective of a salesperson, let's say successful, they've been in their industry, they've been selling for 15 years, let's say, maybe multiple industries, but they've been selling for 15 years, they've been really effective at word of mouth, carrying a little black book around with them from job to job, uh, and working their network. And they've never used technology before, and they're already successful. They're already a big, big deal closer. So why start now? Why start blogging? Why start podcasting? Why, why use Twitter and, and Facebook to market myself? Well, I think that the big key is, let's say, yeah, let's say you're, yeah, you're the biggest guy. You're doing everything you want. You're hitting all your sales numbers. Where technology, I think, can come in for somebody like that is actually in saving them time. So they can, it's, it's like before email, you know, just because you're doing everything you need to do and, and you're selling and you're great at what you do, do you avoid using email because it's a technology? No, you, you start using it and email makes your life faster and a Blackberry make, makes it even faster. And so now you can be in Mexico and still connected with your clients and these little technologies that have become available in the last, I guess now email has been a long time, but they're, they're available to help you save time and, and allow you to be more flexible. Like, like you said before, we're a completely virtual business. So we're using technology to help us sell, of course, but it's also providing us with massive flexibility and so I can live the way I want to live and live where I want to live and how I want to live. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a great thing to be able to use these tools to do that. So, you know, writing a blog is a great example of I write the blog for Ubitor. I write, I, you know, I, I contribute to the one with Reach with another colleague of mine, and we found that, especially with the Ubitor one, because I've been writing it since 2004, that a lot of the questions that I used to get phone calls about, those those calls don't come in because they've read the blog and they've already answered that question. Hmm. So the questions that are coming in or the calls that are coming in are sort of it's the next level. It's more of a buying question, not can your system do this or is it possible to do that. It's it's I've already sort of gotten past all that stuff because I've taken the time to write that one blog post that might have been read by, you know, 500 people or 10 people. Or so although it's although the blog is attracting more clients, obviously you Definitely. do search engine optimization and traffic, it's also reducing the number of calls at that first level. 
Yeah. So you're getting a, maybe a higher volume of higher qualified prospects calling as per not having a blog. Yeah, and, and people are calling that might not have called because they're able to, you know, there's, there's always, they're nervous about calling because they know the minute they call, you call anywhere, you're going to get the sales team and the sales person is going to try and sell you. Um, and sometimes people don't call and they hope to be able to find that information or not find it, they move on. And the idea behind the blog is it allows them to still figure out who you are without being, you know, pushed around on the radar. Rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they can do their research, basically, and you're able to provide them with more information about your business or your product or your service. Blogging, it's been the best thing we ever did was start writing that blog. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So as we look at this, one of the challenges that we find here is, of course, the guy doesn't like to write or doesn't have time to write. Yeah. So from this perspective, you know, I've people say, oh, I'd love to blog. And actually, I've had a couple, you know, peers of mine, well-known speakers, uh, tons of content, tons of knowledge. They speak 20 days a year or 20 days a month, sorry. You know, they're flying all over the place. And they're like, Shane, I, I love my blog. I've, I've done three entries this year. Uh, so what do we do with that guy? They, they believe in the technology, but they just don't have time to write or they're not great writers, which yeah. is a reality as well. Definitely. What, what's some of our thoughts on that? Um, the, the sort of the logical step is moving instantly into video. Um, a few years ago, it's, it was a lot harder to do. You'd have to have a lot more expensive gear. But today, you can you can have a flip video camera, 150 bucks, and and you can record your your feelings and your thoughts and your passion about whatever it is that you're selling or whatever it is your product is. And you can shoot these one minute or two minute videos and post them. Then that is your blog, even though it's video. But you just you know keep doing those every couple of days and keep adding that type of content to your website and it's a uh, it works it works really well we do obviously our written blog but I've been doing uh, video blogs now for a while and it, people like them because I you know there's certain topics that I'm pretty passionate about and instead of people reading the text in the blog if they can actually hear me sort of rant on about something and they can sort of feel the passion and, and sort of hear it and see your smile and sort of there's much more to the video it's actually a, a really great way to get people to sort of meet you without meeting you um, it's a it's a very powerful tool and, and video blogging is a great way for that that guy that's you know or that person that's too busy to write or doesn't really want to yeah I would say for me even on my website I know before we had started posting the YouTube videos they're like three to five minute clips or nothing fancy yeah. conversion ratios being the amount of traffic versus the amount of inquiries increased massively and it really wasn't expensive and doesn't take a lot of time yeah, uh, and you don't have to have even a huge website. You could have a three-page website, but if you start video blogging, it can be pretty big. Yeah, uh, and so as we look at that, it doesn't have to be highly professionally produced. It can be it's, just a very personal it's better message. Better, it's not. I think. Yeah, it seems a bit more homegrown and authentic. Yes, versus that's airbrushed. The, right. Everybody thinks, oh, you've got a production behind you, and you're reading a script, and it's it's it becomes this fake thing again, like you know, watching t TV. But if it's if they can see you hesitate. Or you know, slip up on a word even, or smile, or what you know, just sort of being more real. Um, people really, they really dig it. They 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 see it as more authentic and original. Great, yeah. So, as we look at this, let's wrap up with some thoughts here. A couple of things that uh, Steve Jagger has shared with us here. Number one is we talked about indifferentiating ourselves is to really be able to focus on some core verticals and it's not necessarily that we're only going to focus on one niche but but to focus on multiple niches and customize our message for each one I think the other one that I picked up here was to be real 
yeah. is to really let people, versus trying to create a facade of perfection, is people getting to really, truly know us and our company, and even that realtor who blogged about some of the screw-ups and problems he's had in buying investment properties. You know, that's, a, that's admitting a weakness. Yet, but it's getting in business. It's getting in business. And so I think as what we can do as big deal closers is realize is that, is at the end of the day, it's a human-to-human interaction. The little bit of transparency and creating a dialogue online and offline so people can get to know us better and customizing our message are really core lessons. Now, if you want to check out a couple of Steve's blogs, one of them is blog.ubertor.com. Blog is, of course, spelled B-L-O-G dot ubertor, U-B-E-R-T-O-R.com. And his other blog is blog, B-L-O-G dot reached, which is R-E-A-C-H-D dot com, where he's got some great information both on online marketing and really getting yourself online from a selling perspective, as well as just in general, the applications of technology to making the real estate practice more effective. Thanks again, Steve, for coming. No problem. Thank you for having me. This is Shane Gibson with ClosingBigger.net.